Good afternoon on a Thursday afternoon. This is a very special edition. Uh, welcome once again. We've missed you, Leon. How are you? Doing all right. How are you guys? Been Not a while. too bad. We've missed having you. Hopefully, we can do more of these uh, soon. All right. So today's Cats Play special with buckets, myself and Leon. Uh, we have decided to present a very important podcast to you, to the Australian public. Now, the title of this podcast is called Branch Stacking Scandal. What is branch stacking? I'll tell you what. Branch stacking is a tool used by political uh, factions to vote or influence which party member would be used in a pre-selection or to influence policy within government. Branch stacking is defined by paying the fees of political members, conditional voting, providing false information, paying for concessional fees to a person who is uneligible for them or registering signatures from dead voters or offering younger or less powerful members incentives if they vote a particular way. Brad stacking is technically illegal as it is regulated by the political parties or factions alone. However, and it's legal if fraudulent information, sorry, it is illegal if fraudulent information is submitted fraudulently to the Australian Electoral Commission, which would be deemed illegal. Yes, so um, if you, uh, so branch stacking is technically legal, okay, but if you submit false information to ICAC or IBAC for that matter, it becomes fraud, which then in turn becomes illegal. Okay. It's, kind of, it's kind of one of those weird things that uh, we should be making illegal, but for some reason, it's not. And I think it's just because uh, the uh, political parties themselves deal with it um, themselves. Um, uh, but that's that's how it is. So you're actually brought something, a uh, good point. First question we're throwing is uh, to the viewers and to the subscribers and to us, why is brand stacking so dangerous? Like, why is it so dangerous? Balls in your court, Leon. Go for it. The reason why it's so dangerous, it could, it could, uh, influence a result in a specific seat. So it's a like say if it's a hotly contested seat, branch stacking could uh, you know really influence uh, which way a person votes or a swing voter goes. That's that's why it's dangerous. If people need to pick a pick a party based on what they believe that that party offers best. Uh, so that's the reason why. That's one of the major reasons why you know. This branch stacking stuff, even though it's legal, it shouldn't be because it influences one person's uh, way of voting. And also, you did mention at the start about uh, dead people voting. Uh, well, that's all. That's actually known as a term for this. It's actually called cemetery voting or using the names of dead people to vote in the party pre-selection. That's another form of branch stacking there. Now, the sources that I have researched on, you're looking at ABC and um, and the ages, I think, .net.au or .com.au. Uh, so this is where all the information comes from. What do you think why brand stacking is dangerous? Uh, well, it, it's like, well, if it, it's actually quite funny because Dan Andrews got in trouble for this, right? So if, I, if I'm if i Dan Andrews and I basically say, um, okay, I'll tell you what, if you vote for me to be the premier, okay, I'll make you a deputy leader. And then he could say that to pretty much all the members, right, in his cabinet or in a cabinet for it whatever um he goes i'll make you a deputy leader 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 and if he does that to pretty much everyone okay they're all going to vote for him because they think they're going to get something out of it if 
basically he's voted in. So it kind of corrupts um, the system of government because they will really only vote not for his leadership capabilities, but rather that they get something out of the pie. And, and that's where um, it's basically um, corruption kind of thing. I'm, so I, I won't vote for you unless I get something. It's, it's well, the, th- the thing is, right, you're mentioning, you're mentioning uh, Victoria at the moment. Now, technically, right, it is, it is branch stacking is actually against Labor Party rules, uh, according to the Anti-Corruption Commission. So, yeah, so if just branch stacking in the Labor Party, as an example, if this is an example, right, and it gets caught, that person has to be, has to be uh, terminated from the, from the Labor Party. Yeah. So it's actually but, against Labor Party rules officially. Yes, that's, that, that's correct. So both both parties, in fact, I'm pretty sure all parties, um, both major parties anyway, um, you know, have um, a, a policy within themselves um, to forbid branch stacking. So it's it's kind of like, like I said, it's it's not quite illegal, but they'll deal with it themselves to stop you know, other people um, getting ahead um, for doing this bullshit. Excuse my language. Um, but yes, that's that's what it is. Next question. Why is Dan Andrews in trouble for branch tagging? I think you answered that, but let's, let's throw it to Leon. Why is Dan Andrews in trouble for branch tagging? Well, he's still, like, to be honest, he's still denying that he hasn't done anything wrong and he has declared that he's always followed the Labor Party rules despite the despite uh, what would appear to be growing evidence to uh, say otherwise. Right now, uh, Daniel Andrews is just about, uh, I think he's set a new policy in motion just recently. You know, he's just uh, freed Victoria. Basically, they've come out of lockdown, so to speak. But what they have done in the parliament is they've done a deal here, which gives, which does give the Labor Party, gives Dan Andrews, the power to circumvent the government when it comes to say, or when it comes to dealing with the COVID situation and lockdowns and stuff, he will have more power than the chief health officer of Australia. Mm. And he can go, and he can go against the advice of the chief health officer of Australia with his own, with his own uh, personal officer. Mm. That's, yeah. And that's dangerous. That kind of power, you cannot have that kind of power. It's just recently started to, uh, blow up in Victoria, and there's a lot of people that are really mad about that. The fact that, and also the fact that the news services in Victoria right now, they're not talking about this. They're talking about the tennis at the moment. They're talking about how unvaccinated players right now, right? They're not going to be allowed to come to Victoria or not, not allowed to go to Victoria to participate in the Australian Open next year. Interesting. Next question. If Dan Andrews or Labor Minister Luke Donnellan uh, has been accused of branch stacking, does that mean that other members are involved and could they potentially be witnesses to this? Yeah, see, that's the thing about branch stacking. Um, You need more than one. You always need more than one because you you have the person who says, hey, I'll, I'll make you a deal to do that. But there's, there's all, there would always be witnesses around the side to say, okay, fine, um, it, I'll, I'll vote you in on these conditions. So, yes, there would always be more than one witness, except, of course, if um, it's the cemetery voting, as you've mentioned, or dead voting, um, where they've used um, dead people to um, 
pushing pushing the boat. Um, there, there would always be one or two people that would know of branch stacking um, because they want to get something out of the branch stacking. If, the, if it's called to get um, a, prem, a new premier or even a new leader or even a new treasurer. So, so that, that's, that's the thing. It, 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 and it's quite interesting about how it could sway with this because ICAC could say, right, we know that you've branch stacked um, uh, with Mr. Andrews, Mr. Dan Andrews, okay? Um, so you either become a witness for us, okay, or we charge both of you just like that. Mm. Um, and so you will naturally have witnesses because you, you, you think about how many people knew about it. You know, there was the ministers themselves that knew about it. Um, there's um, also... Um, the the staff that also knew about it. There's there's a lot of lot of witnesses. Uh, it, it it doesn't branch stacking just can't happen by one person alone. That there's a lot of people down the line that would know about it, kind of thing. So, what do you think, Leon? Well, just recently, uh, uh, the Labor Party in Victoria, this is Dan Andrews' government, just lost their fourth member because of this investigate because of this current uh, current investigation. Now, that was the most recent. Oh, just having a look down the list here. Obviously, we had Luke Donnellan, which is one of those ones that he quit just recently. Andrew, uh, let's see, Andrew Anthony Byrne, I believe. I believe he was one of them. Adam Somirak. I, uh, I think it's Adam Somurak, I believe that's his name at the moment. That's the th that's the third one, and I'm just looking for the fourth one right now, just through my through my list of information here. But yeah, regardless, uh, it could start bringing a lot of people down real quickly. You know, as you as you could see with the current Victorian situation, like I said, they just lost their fourth minister, and the situation similar is Australia in New South Wales right now with the Gladys Berejiklian situation, but that's uh, anti-corruption. It's kind of somewhere along the same kind of lines. It's Wagga Wagga is turning into, uh, turning out to be a picnic for, uh, for the, for the libs at the moment. But anyway, well, that's the some similar situation as we got going through at the moment. I mean, let's, let's throw, let's, let's throw a comedic twist on this. I mean, I know it's a serious topic, but didn't Sideshow Bob on The Simpsons try to do like a branch stacking episode where he became yep. a man and he used dead, yep. dead voters to, to get it? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, he had. Yes, at one stage, the big bopper voted for Sideshow Bob and even what Snowball? Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. Snowball as, as, a, as a candidate to, to vote him in. Yep, yep. That's it. That's an exact. That's an example of of cemetery voting right there. He had <laughs> he had dead people voting for Sideshow Bob. But there you go. That was one in the Simpsons as well. That's a perfect <laughs> example of these branch stackings, so to speak. Exactly. Here's the that's the most blatantly obvious one, but still. And then he admitted it in even he admitted in court. I did it. <laughs> Next question. As branch stacking is largely not illegal, should it be made illegal comprehensively? Um, I think it it should. I mean, I don't I I okay, like we like to think that both the, the libs um, or labor um, would just take care of it because they don't want this this cancer to evolve. I mean, even um, uh, Paul Keating and um, uh, Bob Hawke um, described branch stacking as the biggest um, cancer in um, political. Um, he did too. They did too. Um, 
but as much as we have faith in our politic politicians or, or some of us have faith in our politicians, <laughs> some of us. not um, all of us um, some. to basically sort this out um it can be very easily exploited very easily exploited because i mean it really i mean i'm i'm uh, unless there's there there are ministers that are basically like um okay um i won't i'm not going to vote against my own team i'm not i'm not going to um betray my own team which pretty much happens with um um a lot of um, political parties anyway um, you know the the only reason why you'd want to stop branch stacking if you're actually in the Liberal Party or in, or in the Labour Party um, is if uh, that was stopping your chances from getting ahead but if you were always getting something if you if you were getting the flip side of it is if you're actually getting something out of it okay then anyone can be literally corrupted anyone can be corrupted over anything I mean, all, all I have to be is like, like Christian Porter and say, oh, um, I'll, I'll give you a million dollars if you just stand down and you go back to the, um, the back bench, but just don't tell me where you got your donation from um, and vote for me in the next election. That's literally all, all he has to do or all the, um, the um, a minister has to do to, to stop someone from basically advancing forward if they get some monetary gain. And any any member is susceptible for it. So that's why I think they're definitely uh, branch stacking. Um, it shouldn't just be a policy um, of the club. It should really be um, a, a, a prosecutable crime. And it shouldn't just be what Dan Andrews did, which is just to light up um, ICAC. Was it I, IBAC? Well, that we don't know if he is lot, but we don't know if he is lot uh, lying to IBAC at the moment. But even yeah, well, though four even though four of his own members have have had to resign daniel andrews is still uh saying that he is he has done nothing wrong so it'd be up to iback to it, it, say it, conclusively that he needs to face this this uh investigation if he doesn't it's going to look more it's going to look uh even worse on daniel andrews well my 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 point was it shouldn't just be uh you know um the only um, way he can actually get in trouble is because he's lied to IBAC. You know, he should legitimately get in trouble because he's broken. He could go to jail policy, for it. Broken policy, and those pol um, and there should be laws in place to stop people from um, doing branch stacking. And right now, the only law that we really have against branch stacking uh, or punishments of branch stacking is to lie to IBAC or ICAC, and that's it. Um, you know, um, other than that, um, if I become a politician, I can legitimately say, okay, well, if you vote me in as premier, I'll make you treasurer, um, and you keep it amongst yourselves, um, and that was that's how we'll work things, and 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 that's it. And and according to the law, that's legally fine. I mean, it's it's so you, not you, quite you're thinking, right. You're thinking of career. Fine. You're thinking of career advancements, uh, I suppose, so to speak. Um, there is that there is another example of of career uh advancements and that was the most uh recent uh situation with the lmp back in canberra a couple of years ago with the malcolm turnbull uh scott morrison situation where malcolm turnbull was offering uh career advancements for people that they stood by him and they said no 
and all of a sudden, well, he had to stand and he had to stand aside. And uh, um, lo and behold, they had that uh, caucus meeting. Scott Morrison stood down. Uh, sorry, not Scott Morrison. Sorry, um, Malcolm Turnbull stood down because he, if there was a leadership spill, he would immediately go. And it was down to, I think it was Scott Morrison, Peter Dutton, and Julie Bishop, if I remember this correctly. Julia, uh, Julie Bishop uh, got the least amount of votes. She immediately resigned. So it's there. So therefore, that situation therefore became Peter Dutton versus Scott Morrison, and Scott Morrison became Prime Minister. That could be an example. That could be an example of um, career advancement, so to speak. I was talking about the Malcolm Turnbull situation, which led to his ultimately being removed as the Prime Minister because he was offering career advancements if they stood by him, and they didn't. Well, 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 sorry, it's it's funny you should mention that because when Julia Bishop was actually interviewed by uh, Denton about um, a situation where something like that happened, she said, well, yes, I actually was invited to a meeting for career advancements. Um, But what the um, uh, people that basically um, didn't take into consideration was that um, they wanted the part of them uh, wanting to go through with this career advancements was that uh, they uh, wanted to get rid of Julia Bishop and she just stood up and said, yeah, I shouldn't be part of this group, excuse me, Um, but which was a dumb thing to do. You should have just not invited Julia Bishop to this uh, meeting to begin with. Um, So uh, she's had she's uh, had a gut full of it before, and and other ministers have, have done it. So yeah, it is. Um, it, I mean, it it does happen, but at the moment, there's no real um, law to basically forbid that per se. Um, but it is highly immoral, and we should be making laws against career advancements. Um, but they they handle their own politics and they stand people down um, within their own policy but there's no real you can't be you can't be fined for it you can't be put in prison for it um, the only time when you can be in prison for it is when you lie to IBAC or ICAC and you say yeah. there was no career advancements what are you talking about um, so- I want to ask um, an important rando question which is I'll throw that to both of you which is with everything that is going on now with this branch stacking my question to both of you is why is it taking so long to get to the bottom of everything in this country? I understand the whole COVID, the whole pandemic. I get that. I get that. But why is everything taking so long to figure this whole mess out? And we're talking from Dan Andrews to the Liberal uh, Party members to Christian Porter to this, to that, to IBAC, to ICAC. Why is everything taking forever? I understand COVID, but can't they just get down to the bottom of the barrel and say, this is the problem, this is what it needs to be fixed, and this is who should stand down, why they should resign, instead of feeding us information on stuff they've already repeatedly said, but not giving enough out there to us going, this is what this is, and this is how we're going to deal with it. Instead, they're just, they're just using it to buy the time of, of Australian, of us, the Australian public, to vote for them in the end. Well, what I find, it's interesting that you mentioned that, Kat, is because um, I was saying that with um, uh, Gladys Berserklian, um, basically, that she's, she's in trouble um, over things that, that happened when she was a treasurer, but they didn't choose to convict her until 
um, she was a premier. Why couldn't they convict her when they had evidence on her when she was a treasurer? Then that was years ago. So uh, I do understand that it takes time to gather information and, and figure out if something went wrong and um, compile a case. And, and that's, that's um, fine. That's, that's, it takes time. All, all our resources takes time to build a case and whatever. But if you've got the evidence staring right at you and you know that this went down, you know, don't wait like five years to prosecute. Prosecute immediately. Um, so that's uh, as I said, I understand when it comes down to COVID, but what's with the hush hush secrecy? Like, as Bucket said, it's staring right at them in the eyes and in the face. Get well, on the with it. The Gladys Berejiklian situation, Gladys Berejiklian should have stood down a year ago, and you're right, this this should have happened a year ago, but obviously the pandemic's precluded that from happening. Um, but she, with all the information that is coming out now with the ICAC investigation into. Uh, Gladys Berejiklian and also uh, Daryl Maguire. It's as it is so damning right now. Uh, people are going to be saying, you know, why didn't you resign a last year? Why didn't you resign back in 2018 when this started? When this started snowball, she should have. With all the damning uh, investigation investigations that's going on at the moment the ICAC investigation like I said Gladys Berejiklian should have resigned years ago she no, should have she resigned didn't. before the pandemic she did that's right she was and now it's all coming out in the, now it's all coming out in the wash and everybody is throwing Gladys Berejiklian under the bus even her most trusted workers are now throwing her under the bus exactly now she she had Barilara John Barilara former deputy prime minister um with her and he stood down saying mental health reasons i respect that you know but the thing is what's the hush hush why did he really stand down yeah. and this branch stacking what's the hush hush secret yeah, why why wait just get on with it i i, I find that he, uh, john berlano is is really just a bully in disguise i mean he he I mean, he wants to play the victim card, but I mean, if you saw what he did to friendly Geordies, it's like, don't give me, don't give me this crap about him being the victim. He's not the victim here. Um, he he's just playing the victim card to see if it actually works. Um, and I imagine that you know, going through these proceedings must be really stressful for him. But he dug his own grave. He dug his own hole. He did it all this himself. Okay, he did all this himself. So that's that's why he's doing it. And I I think that um, he should just, and I'm sorry for being sexist, but he should just man up, take what he's actually done, apologize and resign. And um, move on. And, and and move on. And but like I said, I it, it's not technically illegal for what he's done, um, uh, except if he's committed fraud. Um, and this is why I think it shouldn't just be a party policy problem. It should be a real um, legal problem, which has a punishment if you commit said crimes. Next question. According to the age, veteran MP Luke Donnellan phoned Premier, uh, Premier Dan Andrews to resign uh, after a political assassin, Anthony Byrne, revealed Donnellan had put money into a branch stacking kitty. Please explain, Liam. I'll let you guys explain first because I'm not I'm not that much into Victorian politics. All I know is what I hear. 
But if that has, but if that's the truth, if that's correct, then quite frankly, Daniel Andrews should resign because if he's been called and told to resign, then we'll donate X amount of money to you. Hopefully, he hasn't taken that. Uh, quite frankly, otherwise, he would have had to have gone. But he, he being Daniel Andrews, is still standing by his decision to not resign because he still believes that he's done nothing wrong. And quite frankly, IBAC hasn't called him to face investigation. So IBAC doesn't have enough evidence right now to tell Daniel Andrews to come forward. And if they get enough evidence to call Daniel Andrews to come forward, I bet the day before he gets called, he'll do exactly what Gladys Berejiklian did. Gladys Berejiklian resigned. And then the day later, she was named by ICAC. Yeah. So that's exactly so that's exactly what will happen, right? If Daniel Andrews mysteriously comes out and resigns, you'll know a day later that he's going to be called buyback. Interesting. Well, here's the thing: the, the way I see it is that if you're given money by by anyone and you're setting up um, a kitty or a maxi saver or or, or something, um, or you the know, dolomite account. Dolomite account. There we go. Um, <laughs> boy, what a boy, what a relic name that was back in the eighties. Yeah, Dolomite account. Dolomite, yeah, Come if you're setting up a Dolomite account for, um, you know, <laughs> branch a, stacking. a branch stacking um, account. <laughs> yeah, um, put, yeah, put your money in this account here. It's called a Dolomite account. No one's going to trace it back to kids' accounts. No, no, except the fact that you get a free ruler out of it. <laughs> a plastic thirty centimeter ruler as well. Yeah. I have a question about this. Here's another... just, 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 just hang on a second. So if you're setting up an account, right, and if you're a, a quote-unquote a kitty, how they basically described it, um, for branch stacking, that's effectively um, saying um, we're, we've set up an account to effectively bribe ministers, to, um, to bribe ministers to, to break the law. Um, we're, we've we've actually got a trust fund out there um, to allow us um, to um, rig the system whenever we we choose so. And I mean, it may be not illegal to set up an account, but it's if you're if you're setting up um, the means um, to to bribe other ministers via an account. Um, that to me, that's that's a crime. That's basically a crime. That's like that's like setting up an account to bribe um, politicians, which is pure corruption in in its essence. And um, I'm not sure if there's a law against that as of yet. Um, I'm pretty sure there might be, but if I'm wrong, there should definitely be a law against about setting up um, unknown accounts. Um, in for the purposes of branch stacking, absolutely, there's, that should be a, there should be a crime against that. And if there isn't already, I will be very very surprised. Here, have a beer, have a bottle of wine. Here we go. We got Barry Barry O'Farrell two point because that's what happened with Barry O'Farrell. He had to resign over a bottle of wine. I think it was like two thousand dollar bottle of wine, but that's beside the point. It was still a bottle of wine. That's probably a very. It was a very good um, bottle of wine. And you know what's funny about it, that it whole gone. thing? Good, good vintage. It's good enough to bring down a premiere. Oh well, it must have been a really good one. But you know what? Um, I I remember it was because my birthday, and I was at um, the um, Golden Century restaurant, which no longer exists, unfortunately. Um, and I had my um, I think it was my my thirtieth birthday. I could be lying because I'm trying to hide my <laughs> my age right now. Um, 
But we'll, we'll, it's all right. You don't look a we'll, day we'll, over dead. We'll just go with 30, you know, so you can just anyway. figure it out. Anyway, anyway, we were having yum cha with my family and my, my friends, and we saw Barry O'Farrell um, basically the next day after he got, he stood down from politics from over that nice bottle, bottle of wine. And I was joking with my brothers and I say, do you think we should just send him a nice bottle of wine? <laughs> we'll give him in. <laughs> no, you could have done. You could have sent him a, a wine glass. Yeah, that's just that. <laughs> here's, here's going brand, away prison. Here's another brand I question on how my, I mean, forgive me, I might be a bit slow, but I'll do the best I can to say this politely. This whole branch stacking incident. Now, we need, they need to get down to the bottom barrel. But the thing is, let's break it down to if this was a regular company or companies for that matter, who was branch stacking, they would have their company shut down, fined, and maybe imprisoned. Now, politicians who are branch stacking, get in trouble but to me i feel like it's a slap on the wrist they don't get stood down or they don't get fired or they don't get you know walked out of uh parliament it's just they don't get questioned about it they you know or whether they do they don't get into that much trouble i feel like if this was a company they'd be the company would close you know money would get refunded they'd get imprisonment and a big massive fine but politicians get away with it because they're politicians Mm. i I just kind of feel that well i I think what the one thing that politicians rely on over everything is reputation and so um whether it's the liberal party or the labor party or the united party um or um other independent parties like the greens um they all rep- rely on, on reputation. So for that reason, that is really the only thing, um, you know, wanting, um, you know, parties to basically keep it as clean as possible because they don't want to be associated with corruption, right? Mm. Um, but I, I really think that there needs to be a proper law in place to stop this kind of behaviour um, because... Um, if, if you're going to get a politician that um, just goes, hey, it's COVID, what are you going to do anyway? You know, um, hey, we, you know um, we don't even have to show up to um, politics because all we have to basically, um, sorry, we don't have to yell, um, show up to parliament anymore because all we have to do is yell COVID and basically no one shows up. Um, you know, so it, it, you really need to have a, some sort of framework in place to stop this from happening. Um, and it shouldn't just be party um, held. It should there should be it should be any any person or any member that joins parliament needs to be told if you if you're going to enter um, these chambers, you must adhere by these rules or um, your right. Yeah, yeah, you, your right to become a politician is void, null and void, and face expulsion. Mm. Right, you're right about that. Now, um, no, I I look at it on another angle. The reason why uh, people aren't immediately standing down or getting stood down by their party leaders is because the amount of seats that they have in their part in their respective uh, parliaments right now. So if they've got like a one seat majority or one person has to sit down, you're in minority, can't get anything done. That's the reason why you're holding on to power until you are called. So that's the reason. That's I think another re- reason why uh, both premiers, or you know, in this case, federal premiers, or or say the prime minister slash the opposition leader. I'm talking about Scott Morrison slash Anthony Albanese. The reason why they're not demanding their own party members 
in those states to um, stand down or whatever, it's because of that, because because of the majority that they have in the parliament right now. Uh, I think Scott Morrison's got what a two seat majority or something along those lines. Uh, I don't I don't know it exactly, but um, but the reason why they would be hesitant to demand people to stand down, especially if it's federal, is because of that. They lose in they lose one seat, you only got a one seat buffer. You lose two seat, you're in minority. If you lose three seats, you can't govern. Yes, that's mm. that's hundred percent true. I think you have to. I um, think that's the reason you're holding on for dear life until you're absolutely called by IBAC, ICAC, or whatever anti-corruption commission uh, there is in each state. So you're saying that if they can't basically hold their seventy-three percent majority, which is I think no, it's not seventy-three. I think you need to have a seventy-five percent majority of seats in order you need, to. You need to have X. You need to have X amount of seats. Yeah, I believe it's 75, 75 seats. seats in order to govern. Uh, yeah. have, a, have a majority or whatever, but if, if you don't have that those extra seats, then legally you can't, go, you can't a you can't govern and b the opposition would have the right to, to, to go to the governor general and say they can't govern they can't govern in their own right because they don't have the numbers. Then yeah. the governor general would have no choice to agree with that because of the circumstances. It kind of reminds you of the of the uh, nationalities you remember the nationalities tip uh incident or was it last year when all and all of a sudden there was dozens and dozens of politicians who had to resign because they had dual citizenship yes you remember that yeah that was a cluster and a half jeez Uh, it was just such it was so ridiculous it was like why didn't why didn't anybody smarten anyone up to this it it turned out to be it was an embarrass it was an embarrassing what however however many months it was just to yeah. clear that nonsense up. I'm I'm just gonna say before we go on to the next question, I just want to say one more thing about this is that if they get into trouble, they need to be fined, they need to be expelled from parliament and lose their um pension. Yes, but the- live a quiet life, Entitlement, get out so. of politics, lose their pension. Um, and just move on with their lives. That's what I think should happen. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I, I think it, it shouldn't be a situation where, um, you know, uh, whether it's Gladys, um, and Gladys right now is really popular. I mean, uh, she might be a disgraced parliamenta- mel- uh, parliamentary, parliamentary uh, person. However... Parliamentarian. Is that what you're Parliamentary, there we go. Um, but she's... Right now, in the in the eye of the Australian people, she's extremely uh, popular because of the COVID roadmap that she's effectively created. Um, and this is where um, you know uh, you know Perite basically needs to basically do something more popular than she's doing and giving everyone their freedom back. Um, but but you know if but because she's so popular, they may actually just give her a pension. Um, even after um, or, um, all this ICAC business. So I, I, I don't know why they haven't actually um, just said, well, if you're, if you're a disgraced parliamentarian, then um, we, we're going to take away your pension as well. Um, so, and, and the other thing is, yes, I totally agree with you. Um, it, it's interesting that if uh, Scott Morrison and the Liberal Party have too many ministers being um, taken down, 
um, that could potentially mean that um, the Labour Party could um, argue you don't have enough seats in government and then just take over um, by default, you know. So it would it would be. Uh, I think I think that I think that comes about as uh, I think the way that that comes about is a motion uh, of no confidence in the. I think it's like a declaration of no confidence or a motion of no confidence. If that was to if that was to take place, I if I understand it correctly, both parties would have to get together in one massive joint sitting, and have a vote that way. And that's the only way I could think of. And I think there, a certain is, amount. And I, think a, and I think. Go on, go on. There, you tell. There's another way you could do it. So, um, if there is a vote of no confidence and one minister moves over to it the other side. Um, I mean across. You mean across the uh, bench. Across the yeah. bench. So if they move across the bench. Across the floor. Sorry. Yeah. Um, then that would le- legitimately decide who becomes the prime minister of Australia, um, and that's that's all they have to do. They don't even have to vote. They just have to move across um, across the bench. That's that's all they have to do. And so there would have to there would have to be enough numbers in the opposition camp to actually make that work. Yeah. There has there has to be a specific number. I can't. I don't know the number off the top of my head in order for that to work. But enough, enough cross, enough people would have to cross the floor just to make that work, as I understand. Yeah. Now, next question: If politicians have an account which will ultimately lead to branch stacking, should this be made illegal? Again, I repeat: If politicians have an account which ultimately, which will ultimately lead to branch stacking, should this be made illegal? Your turn. Go. Therefore, it should be illegal, right? It should be a one account. You can't just have multiple accounts because it's harder to track. Uh, I guess it's, I guess in a way it's harder to track because, you know, you need to be clean, clean, not dirty clean. You know what I mean? I don't know whether or not I'm making any sense, but yeah. um, if you have too many accounts, it just becomes too suspicious on you. Mm. And you have to, any any money that's that that is spent with any politician um, you have to you, declare it. You, it has to be exactly. You have to declare it, and if you're not declaring it, um, you've broken the law. And this is why um, Maguire right now is in a lot of trouble because um, he didn't declare it. And this is the same reason why uh, Gladys is in trouble, and a lot of other. The reason why Barry O'Farrell resigned as well. Yeah, exactly, because he didn't declare it, right? And he didn't declare a bottle of wine. Yeah. So. Uh, buckets. Um. Yeah, that's that's all I have to say about that. That's... Okay. Next question. Uh, Anthony Bur- Byrne has been expelled by his own party for revealing the uh, the extent of branch stacking and therefore became a, quote, whistleblower. Should he have been punished? I, I don't think he should have been punished. I think he should have been awarded. But because he decided to stand up, uh, even against the ministers within his own um, party, um, I I don't think he should have punished because without him, ICAC or IBAC would have never found out about um, the branch stacking uh, incidents to begin with. So he should be exonerated, to be perfectly honest, um, rather than um, kicked out um, like the trash. And I think, um, honestly, I th- this is why I think, it, it, again, uh, it shouldn't be up to the parties to decide it, it should it should be a, a, a law that needs to be put in place. Um, so whistleblowers like him aren't punished 
um, when he reveals the corruption of other ministers. What do you think? about that i was just got a text on my phone um uh i think to be honest i anthony burns his career is over because he's now he'll be now known as a liberal as a labor rat and um it also but you definitely need people like this unfortunately we do need people like this just to make just to clean out this uh clean out this branch stacking that's going on it's just continually going on it's going to be an endless cycle um, obviously, obviously, Luke Donnellan quit, and he was the age he was the age care minister. Obviously, Anthony Byrne, uh, obviously, Ad, uh, Adam Somurak. That's that was another domino. It also, uh, the situation now, I believe, it could also affect the minister for women, which is Gabrielle Williams, and also uh, the Canberra MP uh, Pauline Richards as well, because of the uh, the branches in Melbourne's southeast. So that's that's another two. That's another two we may need to keep an eye on. Um, Gabrielle Williams, who's the Minister for Women, and also the Cranbourne MP uh, Pauline Richards. There's there's another there's another two of this of this uh, potential uh, branch stacking situation. And the, and the one person who still hasn't stood down, and that's Daniel Andrews. And like obviously, as I said, he is still saying that he's done nothing wrong, despite the fact that he's lost four his four of his ministers, and potentially five and six could be on the way up. I agree with the. You can't have that many people. You can't have that many people resigning over a scandal without the without your premier knowing about it. Yeah, Yeah. the premier's got to have known about it. Exactly. You can't just say, "Oh, I'm the premier." No one told me. Well, you're the you're the head of the office. I mean, aside you're the from, head of the state. Yeah, exactly. You're the head of the state. Surely they, you must know. So, yeah, exactly. And that that's where I, I draw you back to the fact that you can't do branch stacking without more than one person knowing about it, um, <laughs> because it would have taken a lot of ministers all the way down, plus staff um, that would have known about this stuff. Um, so look, I, I honestly, I, Dan Andrews can, you know, ignore, um, you know, these charges for as long as he can, but he'll ignore, he'll ignore it until he's called because right now he's about to have, he's about to have some kind of wicked power, evil power. I call it, I can call it evil power because he's about to have more power than the chief health, health advisor, the Australian chief health advisor. He's about to have more power than him to tell him. Then to tell, you know, Victorians, you know, if they need to be locked down again, and no one will be able to stop him. Well, here's the thing: the only people that are going to be able to stop him is IBAC. Well, that and the the voter when he um, when it comes round to the federal election, um, federal election. So, like already, most of um, Melbourne pretty much hate Dan Andrews anyway. So whether um, IBAC get him or um, his own ministers get him, or um, the Australian people get him, his career is effectively toast. So I, it's, I think it's just he's going through the motions of denial. Um, he's going through the stages of loss. <laughs> um, so it, he's... The five stages of grief. <laughs> <laughs> Last question. Should we before, have... you go, hmm. before you go to that, right, you're mentioning... Uh, he might be in trouble with Daniel Andrews. His uh, Labor's primary vote had actually 
uh, had, since the last state election has actually fallen from 43% to 38%. So wow. it's on the nose. That is, that is, that is <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is a massive swing against, but that's not a swing. That's not a big enough swing because what got Daniel Andrews elected last time was the situation in Canberra. That was where the, the Malcolm Turnbull, Scott Morrison, Peter Dutton situation in Canberra, where because the last few weeks of the Victorian election was all based on Canberra. Nobody gave it, nobody gave it, you know, what about the Victorian politics? They were all, everyone was just focused on Canberra. And that's what cost uh, the, the LNP the election at the, obviously the election that uh, the Victorian, Victorian election, I should say. But they're going to need a bigger swing than that in order to in order to get rid of uh, Daniel Andrews. Now the last question is: Should we have an ICAC slash IBAC independent service on a federal level instead of a state level? Oh, I think they should should have it on a. I, I think the fact that we have IBAC and ICAC um, to in it's it, it's actually quite funny because the keyword here is independent, right? But it's almost like. They're independent of each other as well, even though they're they independent. <laughs> but they're independent of each other, even though they do exactly the same job. So it's it's actually quite quite funny, really. But I think that um, ICAC really does need to be at um, a holistic scale, where you have maybe both a state level, where everyone, well, all the states basically have to adhere to one organization instead of say two organization. Um, so I really think IBAC and ICAC really need to merge. And I, it does also need to be at a federal level as well, because um, I, I know that Scott Morrison, he keeps hearing all these things about how um, everyone hates ICAC investigating um, Gladys. Um, and, and Christian it should, F, it should be FBAC, you know, federal Federal Bureau against corruption. Yeah, so so that they're, you know, everyone's hearing, oh yeah, whatever. Everyone hates. Sorry, everyone loves Gladys, but um, the government's gotten rid of her, and he's going, oh well, I use that as an opportunity not to have an um, an ICAC at a federal level at all, and and will please the Australian people by doing that. So no, you you're you're if if you don't have an ICAC at a federal level, then that means once you get to federal politics, um, that means there's nothing to stop you. Effectively, there's no organisation to look into your accounts to make sure that do, you're doing something corrupt. So that's why it does need to be at a federal level, and it also needs to be the IBAC and ICAC. They need to merge. They need to merge. IBAC, every every ICAC. state needs to have one. I back, I cack, I give up. <laughs> the only thing I want to say about this is I agree with you and Buckets, which is I think we need uh, independent commissions against, against corruption on a federal level because having a state level, we're not getting, to, we, we're being shown tidbits of videos and audio phone calls. On a federal level, we hear everything, we see everything, we know what's going on, we're in the loop, we're not excluded, and the Australian public, the Australian public knows what deserves um, as Australians, we deserve to hear what's going on. And should someone get in trouble, get them in trouble, move on. Sorry. Yeah, I actually, have, you ever, sense. have you ever watched um, um, Rake with Cleaver Greener when he becomes a politician? No, I haven't. Oh, Sorry. There's, this, there's this beautiful episode where 
uh, Rake pretty much loses all his money because he stands up against the banks. Um, and so he's effectively um, a, an impoverished politician, um, but he is allowed an expenditure list kind of thing. And so what he does is he basically goes to other um, uh, uh, politicians and try tries to make up for um, lost ground um, of expenditures. And it's really funny how they, they do it. It's like, oh, yes, we went to um, the Spanish um, club together and you and I, we both danced together. And that's why we had to spend $40,000 together for the Spanish. $40,000 just to dance, man. That must, what are they, dancing the last Lago Waltz? Yes, yes. So I, I, I <laughs> just Kevin thought Wilson was, when we need him. I, I thought that was actually really, really funny how, how politicians can just say, oh, I, I know you're at that thing. I know you spent $40,000 there because I was there and I was spending another $40,000 with you. <laughs> you know, so, and, and they go, yep, whatever. So. Last thoughts? Um, yeah, I, I, I think, um, yeah, this, like, I, I don't think, um, uh, I, I don't think it's enough for just the parties alone to, um, punish the ministers. I don't think it's, it's enough. In fact, I would even say that it opens up, um, the possibility of, um, higher level, um, leaders to exploit their ministers down below. So if you don't if you don't do this for me, I will, um, you know, I will get you busted from here, 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 here. So that's why I think that there, there it, it shouldn't be up to the parties to decide whether a politician is bad or not. It should be um, a real criminal offence that has a real criminal punishment next to it. And um, ironically, other countries have um, laws that prevent politicians from um, doing um, said things. I know the US does. Um, there are other um, countries like England that, that also have laws in place to stop um, uh, bench stacking. And, and for some reason, uh, Australia doesn't. It's just so weird. We, we, should, we, should have done, we should have done this. So um, yeah, I, I think that it shouldn't be up to the parties to sort out their own mess. It, there needs to be a third party, um, like the Supreme Court, to deal um, with this kind of um, stuff. What do you think? I agree with you. Sorry. Uh, sorry about that. There was six coming up on my screens here. Just having a, I was just having a look at the at that Victoria, Victoria, the preferred uh, Victorian uh, Premier. I was just having a look at it because I was looked at the two parties. I, I looked at the parties, not the Premiers themselves. Now, just for the, just for the record, I just want to just want to side up for a second. Uh, Daniel Andrews does lead uh, Matthew Guy 45% to 32%, but uh, but Daniel Andrews lost 8% in his last, uh, you know, uh, set of numbers, sorry. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. I think it will swing towards Labor with an E. Well, like my brother said, you know, you've got another 12 months until an actual election and a lot can happen in, that 12, and in, in, in that 12 months. And, and if you look at, and I don't like to mention um, America too much, um, but if you look at Trump's ele election, everyone thought Hillary Clinton was going to win. They all backed Hillary Clinton. People didn't even vote. 
um, for history. I thought that was hilarious. I remember that election hilariously because I remember the TAB was saying, like, Donald Trump, 99 bucks, and Hillary Clinton was like at a dollar. I was wishing at the time I'd put like 100 bucks on Donald Trump. I would have been a millionaire. I would have been living in the United States by now. Yeah, you would have. Yeah, but you remember uh, that? Yeah, I, you know I, I remember how stupid that election was. And all those, all those celebrities are saying, like, if Donald Trump was elected president, I'll move to Canada. And I think just, uh, well, I can't remember which, I can't remember which American. And it was like, people took it seriously because oh, yeah. people, the seriously. people crashed the Canadian immigration server because that. I thought I, that was a Triple M reported that. I think. I, I, I think I it was. Just, I just remember, you know, like there was that was funny. That literally, I think I still got it actually. That basically it was um it was three to one if Trump won, but um it was double your money if um Clinton won. Um. So and when he won, when when he won, no one saw that coming, but when he won, um that was like like wow, people were crying and whatever. So that's why I'm going to say, as much as I think that Labor's probably going to win, over the next 12 months, there could be a shift and you don't know. Hmm. So, um, so I, I know who I'm going to vote for. Me too. Um, but like I, I said... Bet. You guys can't vote. They're, they're, you guys cannot be, vote in the US election because you guys are not American. No, so so we're talking about it. So if there's like 100% of the voters in Australia voting for the American president... No, we're, talking about, or, we're talking about our own... Our own election. Our own federal... Ah, right, okay. But I do know... Right, but if, there, if there was another um, US election, I'd probably put a couple of dollars... Uh, on on the election, sure. <laughs> but anyways, thank you so much for joining us today. Hopefully within the next coming weeks, we will have you rejoining us. Thank you to our new, uh, viewers, to our new subscribers, current subscribers, if you like what you see, click the subscribe button. There's a bell next to it and make sure you subscribe to us and let us know what you think. Like the videos, give us lots of comments. Uh, we are also on Spotify, so make sure you follow us. With, yeah. it, with any luck, with any luck, I will be here next week because if I, because I might have, I might have jury duty next week. So with any luck, I might, with any luck, I might be here. If I'm not, if I'm not, then I won't be here for a couple of weeks. Exactly. Luck will be a GP, but. <laughs> <laughs> but let us know what you think. We're also on Spotify, so make sure you follow Catspace on Spotify. We're on Twitter, twitter.com slash Catspace podcast. We're on Facebook. Uh, thank you to Leon. Thank you to Buckets. And we hope to see you guys within the next couple of weeks with another fun podcast. Until then, enjoy your day. Have a great day. Don't forget to get uh, vaccinated, please, to those who have only gotten their first vax uh, in Australia. Please get your second one now. And to those who And your booster next week. Much. And your boosters. And the boosters. Like the boosters start next week or in a couple of weeks? Yeah, after six months. But to those who have done it, thank you so much. And um, let's go, Australia. Let's go, New South Wales. Until then, bye. Bye.